Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Lorraine Murphy Show. Thank you so much for joining me. I am so excited for this week's episode because it's with someone who I consider part of my spiritual support team and she's been part of that for over a decade now. And I'm also excited because she's going to be part of the new platform that I'm launching in March i.e. next month. (laughs) Now, before I do, I am hosting a free masterclass on Tuesday, the 1st of March. And it's about a topic that I am seeing almost become like front and center of the, the mentoring work I do, particularly for female entrepreneurs. And it's all about energy management. So how we manage our energy in our businesses, but also, of course, our lives more broadly. So I'm calling it Find Your Flow, How to Design Your Business and Life to Nourish Your Energy and Not Deplete It. And I am pretty much in one hour jam-packing as much gold as I can humanly pack in (laughs) from what I share with my mentees and also, of course, learning and practicing and developing in my own life as well. I'm really, really excited to do it. It's at 12.30 p.m. Sydney time on Tuesday 1st of March and I'll pop the link to register into the show notes. So on to this week's episode. As I said, I'm so excited to bring you my guest because Nicole Bayless has been yeah part of my spiritual support team for for a very long time now. Nicole is a life path guide and soul coach and she's got a background in counseling which works very well for her work now. She works with modalities including forensic healing, tarot reading, reiki, soul truth healing, meditation and so much more. I've had many sessions with Nicole. I've sent a lot of my mentees and friends to her and I've also gotten to be part of her very special meditation nights and I think yeah one of her meditation nights kicked into action a really big shift for me um, a couple of years ago. She has just written a brilliant new book called Soulful and Successful Business so it was the perfect time to bring her onto the show. It's actually her second time joining me on the podcast. In myself and Nicole's chat we cover how business can be seen as a very head-based journey and why it's important to tune into our hearts and souls as well. The range of tools we can access in order to tune into higher guidance. The heart chakra, this is a really interesting part of our conversation and why it's so key for business success. The one spiritual practice she would encourage listeners to explore in 2022. How she sees self-doubt manifesting for her clients and why, this was interesting when she said this, why we actually need it in our businesses. Doesn't feel like that, but she believes we need it. And and I see what she, I totally understand her point in this as well. The power of an evidence journal. Why prayer can be so helpful to us and not just relied upon in times of desperation. This is really key. How we can distinguish between soul whispers and gut instincts telling us not to go ahead with something and the fear that might actually be holding us back. The three crystals every entrepreneur should have on their desk. I had two out of three of them. I was very proud of myself (laughs) and so much more. So let's dive in to myself and Nicole Bayless's chat. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to the, welcome back to the show, I should say. Hello, Lorraine. Lovely, lovely to be back here and chatting with you again. Yeah, I actually remember doing our interview in our last house. So that's probably like, yeah, two years ago, I think you featured on, on the show. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to, to have you back because as I was just saying to you before we hit record, uh, when I'm talking to a new mentee, for example, and I say, you know, why, why have you sought me out and not the, the, the many, many different business coaches and mentees and mentors that are out there when it comes to business? The answer I often get back from them is that I feel like you are interested in growing businesses, but you also appreciate the spiritual side of business. And and I think that is quite accurate. And I know you've just written a book about the spiritual side of business as well. So we're a match made in heaven for this topic, I think. 
Absolutely. I think we, you and I are definitely simpatico on this one. Yeah, we are. So, my dear, I know you in, no, well, that sounds a bit creepy. I know you quite intimately. I've, I've, I've been lucky to be a client of yours for many, many years now and, and got to spend time with you over in your, your beautiful practice. And you, and you, two different rooms I've, I've spent time in with you. But can you, for everyone else's benefit, can you give us a bit of background as to you and, and who, what you've done to date and, and what it is that you offer to clients, particularly when it comes to your business, entrepreneurial clients? Absolutely. Look, let me start with, I'd just love to share again that I met you around about 11 years ago, yeah. <laughs> You came to me and you didn't realize this, but I'd only been in business six months mm. and you had a very inspirational idea, which turned out to be the Remarkables. Yeah. And you wanted to get some confirmation on whether that was a good idea and whether it was going to fly. And I could mm. see in the reading, oh my goodness, you must do this. This is fantastic. So <laughs> yeah, I remember um, that. I actually remember that reading. There was just gold stars everywhere. Oh no. Is it, is the gold stars, it, what do you get in the tarot cards when it's a, it's a good sign? the tarot just tells the story but uh yeah the the probably many pentacles i think the pentacles are the money yeah the abundance so i could see that yeah yeah um, it was really positive reading. <laughs> and it was it was and I, I thank the angels that day because sometimes readings can be a bit of this and that but it was so clear mm. that you were going to be highly successful with with that idea so yeah that's when i first met you Mm. And um, so the work I do, look, it's constantly evolving, really. I'm sure, just like you, Lorraine. Yes. Um, you know, we're constantly transforming. Um, but these days, I call myself a life path guide, a soul coach, and an energy healer. Um, I work with people who are on the transformational path, and more and more, I am working with entrepreneurs, um, basically people who need guidance as well as clearing old energy that no longer works for them. So mm. I work a lot with beliefs and clearing out the beliefs that are holding them back. Um, yeah. So, uh, but, but I work with people on, on really every, in every um, aspect of life. Uh, mm. But it's very much a, people who tend to come to me are people who are already interested in spirituality or, or, or awakening to it. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I just yeah. love that you shared that story because it's it's almost full circle. That's exactly what I want to talk to you about today. That's, that's so good. Um, so right. what what are your individual? So I know you work with lots of different modalities. So I know I've done Reiki with you. I've also done tarot with you in an element of, I guess, of, yeah. of coaching and healing, like energy healing as well. And yeah. um, is there anything else in your repertoire that I haven't mentioned? Mm, okay. So I do forensic healing. So that's when we go in and we we go deeper into your energy field we can look at past lives we can look at present lives um, to find out what's there behind a particular problem and then we clear mm -hmm. the energy of that sometimes you get some quite interesting information mm -hmm. um, I do um, a, a modality that I actually created called soul truth healing which takes us again deeper into a particular issue um, to um, basically I take you through a process to heal the issue mm. and to get insights behind it. Um, and that process is great because it's actually quite quick. Mm, okay. um, and, you know, I'm like all of them, I'm, I'm into quick if we can, you know, we don't have to yeah. sit here sort of, <laughs> <laughs> um, sort of wallowing in it. And um, I do serenity vibration healing, which is it's like a, um, a very accelerated form of prayer and energy healing. It's lovely. I'd love. I'm like next time I yeah. see you, I want to do that. that yeah, oh, something definitely. in my soul just went. You need that, Lorraine. That sounds lovely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, currently all my work is on Zoom uh, mm -hmm. because just because of the Omicron thing and everything, it's just I'm finding it just much easier at the moment. Mm -hmm. That may change back. I'm not sure, but uh, almost always the modalities are easily done online. Mm. I think that's something that a lot of um, spiritual workers, I guess, light, light workers like you, experienced over the last couple of years where almost like the, the decision was taken out of your hands and you needed to go online. And I know for one one particular healer that you and I both know in common, I mean, she hasn't looked back. She was paying rent on a yes. room, like a full-time room. And she's like, this is great. Like I'm, she's fully online. And I, I would have seen her yeah. every single month in person. And now she's, it's, it's always virtual. So I think there's been um, yeah a few a few different blessings in the COVID situation, but I think yeah just just realizing that this work can be done 
online. And I think also Absolutely. educating people that it's, it's, it's energy. You know, it's, I remember talking yeah. to Sarah Wilson years ago. Um, we were waiting to do some TV stuff and we were like waiting in the, the green room of a, I think it was actually Sunrise. And we were working on it for, with, with her on a campaign. And she was saying that she had seen an energy healer over the phone. And I was just like, what? I just couldn't get my head yeah. around it back then. And she said, well, it's just energy. You know, if, if someone's working with energy, it's, you don't need to be in their physical location in order to, to, to do that kind of work. And yeah, it was a massive That's paradigm so shift true. for me. And I feel like we've just seen it over the last couple of years. It's, it's almost like the hand has been forced on it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and that is, yeah, that's, again, that's a limiting belief that a lot of people believe that you actually mm. have to be physically with the person in order to do the healing. It, it actually makes no difference. And the advantage of doing this work online is that you can do it in the privacy of your own home, yes. a place where you're feeling relaxed. Although I must say, sometimes I'm doing sessions with people in their cars because they want, <laughs> they want to get away from Families. their partner or their family. <laughs> um, yep, I get but, that. Uh, and interesting enough, whenever I do these sessions, if people have pets, the pets immediately come into the room because they mm. sense the energy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually find when I'm doing this work at home now, like kinesiology each month, for example, I actually go much deeper into it. And I think there's something in me that says you're home. Like you don't have to get in the car. You don't have yes. to navigate traffic. You can just drop in. Yeah. You don't have to go through stress to get there or get home from there. Mm. I think it's actually much better. Yeah, yeah, it's just opened up a whole new world. It's great. Yeah. Uh, now, can you tell us, because the, one of the, I mean, I think you're incredible and I, you've helped me so much with my business. I know Wade's also worked with you as well over the years. Can you tell us a, a bit about the new book and, and why you were called to write it? Because it's really going to set the scene for this conversation between you and I, I think. Great. Um, yeah, sure. So actually, it's not even that new anymore. I released it March or April last year. Oh my year. God, is it that long? I feel like um, it's been five minutes. Like, I think because I had a baby in that yeah. time. <laughs> That's okay. And would you believe I released two other books last year as well? I was, I was, I was prolific last year on, on, on steroids last, last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the book is called Soulful and Successful Business, Spiritual Guidance for Succeeding in Your Own Business. And I thought maybe the best way of introducing the book is just to read the first paragraph. Yeah, I love that. We're getting a reading. Okay. Okay. Um, This book is here to help you grow a successful business and to enjoy every minute of it. My aim is to teach you some interesting spiritual concepts that will transform you and the way you perceive your business and your life. I will be sharing with you some key universal laws that must be abided by if you wish to travel the path of true success. Um, and I also just gone to say, I also give you a spiritual business plan by providing journaling exercises, affirmations, and prayers at the end of each chapter. And you can download a free spiritual business plan journal from my website that goes with it. So, mm. um, I think that more or less kind of encapsulates what yeah. the book is about. Yeah, perfectly. Thank um, you. And I think mm. it's interesting that whole deal of a spiritual business plan. I've never really thought of that you know you we write the business plan and actually last year when I was coming back into the business after having Wilder I wrote myself an energy management plan because I reasoned that in order for me to go and create this epic quarter that I was planning on on creating I needed to make sure that my energy was aligned with that and that I had abundant energy in order to go make that happen as well as still adjusting to life as a mom of two and settling Lexi into her new role as a big sister and, and Wade and I adjusting around that as well so it's almost like we need three. I'm seeing it's like we need the business plan, like the head thinking business plan. We need the the energy management plan, and we also need our spiritual business plan. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Two different plans, and I think the difference. We want to be working on all the levels. Yeah, for sure. And I think the difference, uh, probably, and I would really love to dive into this concept of a spiritual business plan with you in this chat. Because I, I don't think it's necessarily about having a Google spreadsheet and like, I'm going to work on my soul on this day and next week and, and you color code it. It's not that. I feel like, you can tell me if I'm right here, it's more of a mm. practice that we approach our businesses with day to day. Absolutely. Um, look, I'll just read you one more, one more little paragraph mm-hmm. here. It says, in our modern world, spirituality and business have often been perceived as two very separate things. They may even be seen as opposing each other, but this isn't true. We're here to live our best lives, and a part of that will be work, purpose, and money. When we embrace the spiritual and bring it into the practical, miracles happen. Mm. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. We're here to bring our spiritual soul self into every aspect of our lives, and including business. And a lot mm. of people sort of have that, I think, 
I don't know whether it's the church or what has done that to people, but they often think money and business, oh, no, that, that's not part of the, the soul spiritual journey, but mm. it very much is. Mm. And I think how I see it is that the, I think often business is seen as being very head-based. You know, it's all neck up, like thinking, facts, figures, yes. calculators, projections. Yes. You know, it's it's that. Whereas uh, what you're talking about, it's it's like accessing our hearts, our souls. You know, it's it's our whole body, our whole our whole being. It's, it's, it should be poured into these businesses. And why do you think it's so important to tune into our hearts and souls? Like, what's the <laughs> to use a very business term? Yeah. Like, what's the upside to being upside to being a spiritual entrepreneur versus someone who's just not tapped into spirituality or isn't interested at all? Like, where's where yeah. does the advantage come in? Do you think? Okay, so really. The heart is the way. Mm. Um, if we want to experience something that I call true success, because the heart is the balancing chakra, um, don't fall for the lie that if you're heart-driven, you can't be successful. Mm. It's actually quite the opposite. If you're heart-driven, you can be successful and you can be happy mm. because, you know, some people can be highly successful, but do they really become fulfilled? And I actually start the book off. Chapter one is called True Success. And, and I say that from the ego, we often view success as fortune, fame, power, status. Um, but from my own personal experience, I've learned that these desires, if or when achieved, can prove to be empty victories if we don't also include values such as meaning and purpose, daily enjoyment, work-life balance, and making a positive uh, contribution or difference in the world. And when we include those things, um, that that is, when we incorporate that into business, that is what true success is. God, that's that's really powerful, Nicole, because, I mean, that list of things that you say, you know, for example, work-life balance, I mean, a couple of those things that you you just listed off the top of your head there, like they're the biggest issues that I see my mentees experiencing it with their businesses. It's not necessarily, yeah. the, you know, I would rarely now have a conversation with mentees. I mean, it happens sometimes, but the reason that they seek me out, for example, to work with me isn't necessarily like, you know, my business is going down the toilet. There's not enough sales in the pipeline. It's not that. It's more about, look, I'm growing the business but I also want all this other, these other things as well, like the work-life balance, like yes. the connected relationships with partners and kids if we have them. So that's, that's really, really powerful what you just said. So in terms of the tuning into hearts and souls, okay, so we know that we need, we need to do that. Actually, just before I ask you that, you just piqued my, my curiosity. What, mm. When you say the heart chakra is a balancing chakra, what do you mean by that? Mm. Okay, so we've got seven primary chakras. I mean, we've actually got many more chakras than that, but there's seven primary chakras in the body. Uh, now, the three lower chakras, which are, is uh, the root chakra, the sacral chakra, and the solar plexus chakra, uh, are our earth chakras. It's basically uh, there to do with um, our existence in the world. Mm -hmm. And then there's three upper chakras, which are throat, third eye, and crown. Mm -hmm. And that they're our spiritual chakras. Mm. Uh, so they relate to um, the divine. Yeah. And then in the middle is the heart chakra. So it is the balancing. So let's call it, okay, it is it's chakra number four, but um, out of all those seven, it balances the upper two and the lower two. Mm. And so, you know, as I said, we are spiritual beings, uh, but we're here to live as human beings by bringing the power of the divine in into our earthly experience. Mm. The um, visual I just got as you were talking, because if we think about the base chakra, it's all about like basic security, like basic survival, isn't it? And then you move up. And, oh, I think solar yes. plexus is all about like right. self-esteem, power, and, and so on. So the, the visual I actually got was that the, we spend so much time in our businesses in like almost like that survival mode, like staying alive, <laughs> Ma making yes, sure that our yes. basic needs are met, you know, our team's needs, science needs. And, and then also like all of the self-esteem issues, the, the self-doubt, which I know we're going to talk about more in this conversation as well. But then you've got all those beautiful, like spiritual, celestial, that, that beautiful energy kind of up higher. And how I actually saw it as you were talking through that, Nicole, was that the heart chakra is the bridge between both. So if we can tune into our hearts, we can actually almost yes. act as an interpreter to an interpreter to the higher and lower chakras. That the, yeah, that's how you high have put it, you're talking it. You've put it. You've put it perfectly, Lorraine. Mm, yes, that's so uh, by, by simply tuning in with the heart, you're tuning in with with both. 
Mm. And uh, have you ever sort of, if you ever just sit and feel into the heart when you meditate, you realize, I was just doing it today, it is such a deep place. And mm. it's a very lovely place to, to meditate from. Mm. I should try that actually. I don't, I don't tend to do that. Mm. And I shared a story in my Step Into You book around how I was hosting a, a retreat with um, Clara Bede, who's my kind of spiritual bestie. And yeah. she ran a, she, she, she designed this amazing three day with three mornings together. We called them the miracle mornings together. And on the second morning, I was running a session on purpose and vision and goals, like goal setting essentially. And Claire knew what my sessions were going to be each day. So she designed the, the miracle morning before my session to be a heart opening practice. And, and she said something, and I still remember so clearly, I think I was in downward dog as she said it. And, and she said that our, our hearts are where our dreams live. So she designed this beautiful oh, heart beautiful. opening. It was really, really powerful. It just clicked for me. And she designed in the, in the session that the, the miracle morning that we did that morning, we did heart opening yoga, heart opening breath work, heart opening meditation. And then we went wow. to breakfast and then we went into my session and I was asking people, you know, pretty potent, not easy, quick, quick response questions like what's your purpose? Got into through a series of questions to help them get closer to the purpose and, the, and their vision and, 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 what they, and their passions. And I have mm. never seen the answers drop in as easily as they did in that session. I was honestly, oh, I was amazing. marveling at it. And people who had done, you know, the, the people who've done a lot of the, the inverted commas, the work, like they've been to a lot of retreats and there were, mm. there were seasoned retreat people at that, at that retreat. And a couple of them said, like, this is the clearest I've ever been. And they were so lit up with that clarity. And Claire, I was talking to Claire about it later on. And she said, well, that's because the hearts were so open. You know, they... They almost had like a yes. hotline to the heart is how I described it in, in the book. Yes, And that's exactly yes. what you're talking about. You know, if we can feel into that, drop into that heart space, the, the clarity that, that that can be found there is really incredible. And I've actually got a spray on my, my desk. Have you heard of Resonate Essences at all, Nicole? I feel like they'd be very up your street. Um, resonate, I haven't, but they sound oh. lovely. So there's this whole library of sprays and essences and oils. And the whole idea is that you spray the, the spray and it aligns you with a certain vibration. So I've got the yes. success one by my desk. So before any of my mentoring sessions, I spray the, the spray and generally I'll, I'll ask my mentee to say the affirmation with me. And, and what it actually says, it's like this, this affirmation, but then it says, following my heart's guidance is the key. And, and it's exactly, I feel like all the signs are pointing to what you're saying is that our success lives within our hearts. If we can access that, then success is ours and the various different levels of success, not just money in the bank success. Yes. Yeah, and so there's many ways of accessing the heart, as you just said. You know, um, vibrational. Yeah, talk me through. That was my next question. Um, how, how do we? How well, do we access yeah. It? So vibrational essences. Um, are, you know, there's many ways um, to transform and heal, but vibrational essences are fantastic. I use um, the Altera um, bio perfumes, and they again they have ones for all sorts of things. You know, mm -hmm. confidence, heart, etc. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've got that, um, meditating on your heart. Yoga is wonderful. Mm. I often think yoga is such a direct way to open up um, energy centers, I think. Mm -hmm. um, um, but also meditation, I, I am a great um, uh, advocate for meditation for, for so many reasons. And just meditating on your heart can be a very powerful thing to do. Um, and uh also prayer heartfelt prayer is really mm. really powerful as well mm. yeah uh, can i ask um nicole when you're, you're you're talking about just sorry just to add actually not ask but add when you're talking about yoga being so powerful because like if we do heart opening poses like bow pose mm. or camel pose yeah. or just like simple back bends like well wheel is a more complicated one but but bridge pose is all it's all heart opening and, and I think so much of that is because we spend so much of our days hunched over. Like if I think about, you know, hunched over my phone, hunched over typing, hunched over feeding wilder, yeah. hunched over cooking. Like we spend so much of our time yes. almost like contracting down over our heart space. And when I was on Necker Island, I sound like a massive name dropper there. When I was on Necker Island with Sir Richard Branson, a few years ago, we had a speaker come. Um, it was Amy Cuddy. I don't know if you're familiar with the Power Pose. She's a Harvard professor and she talks about um confidence and she talks about the power pose and she was saying that um that 
when we stand up straight, you know, chest not puffed out in an arrogant way, but you know, assert our, our chests are, are pushed forward and they're assertive. She said that yes. actually changes the biochemistry in our body. And I'm trying to remember exactly what she said. It was like the mm. cortisol. When we do a power pose, like push our chests out, our cortisol drops by 20%. And I think it was our serotonin increases by 20%. So it's really well, powerful. So yeah. and if we do think about how much time we spend collapsed in on ourselves, you know, that heart space, it's almost like it's hidden from view. So I think, yeah, the yoga... Yes. I think because it does move our physiology and actually as Amy Cuddy was saying that time, like it changes our physiology. I think it's, it's really, really helpful to do that. Yes, absolutely. Um, I would agree with everything you're saying there about that. And um, what you just said about um, the way we stand and the way we sit and our posture Mm. is extremely powerful and it has a big effect on the subconscious mind. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to go into that a little bit later with you. Yeah, please. Um, if that's okay. But yeah, I, I did have something I, I wanted to chat with you about around that. Mm, yeah. Can I ask, Nicole, I think you're someone who is um, really good at like tools. So I know, for example, you work with the the pendulum in your work. Like, do, are there any kind of tools? I don't want to say tools because it makes it sound very <laughs> mercenary or like basic. You know, we're not yeah. talking about a hammer here, but are there certain like, divination tools or or like a mm. basic kit that you would suggest to people particularly business owners who do want to not just business owners but if we're talking about this soulful and successful business idea yeah. what are some okay. simple tools that would help them do that do you think yep okay um now what you just mentioned pendulum mm-hmm. um now i use a pendulum a lot Mm-hmm. Um, some now some people, I mean, it takes practice. You've got to yeah. kind of learn how to do the pendulum. So mm-hmm. it does. It's if if it's a tool you're going to use, you've got to use it on a regular basis and all, almost become one with it. Yes. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of people use the pendulum when they've got a massive problem and then start trying to find a yes or a no. But that's mm. the you know that's the worst time you could use it if you're not used to using a pendulum because. It's affected by your energy. Affected. That's me. So, yeah. <laughs> when I reach for my pendulum, it's like shit's getting serious. <laughs> oh, look, even I know, I know. Even though I use a pendulum every day. It's very easy using it for somebody else because I'm yeah. totally objective. But yeah, if it's something yeah. big for me, I have to be very grounded and very connected yeah. in order to get an answer. And I think um, that's the trick, so, isn't it, with with working with the pendulum? Yeah. Any divination tools, like you almost, and it's the hardest thing to do is to park your emotions. Like it's not you need to be quite unattached to the outcome, which for me is, is the real challenge <laughs> doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, okay. That, that is more of a tool tool. Yeah. Uh, but the other tools now, they, these aren't uh, physical tools, mm-hmm. but tools I would love to suggest to people are number one, a daily meditation practice if possible, because mm-hmm. what, what meditation does is it, it creates a spaciousness of mind where you are able to access more your observer self. Mm. And not only, and not only this, um, our, our, our soul is that still small voice within us. And it's, it's like a gentle whisper. It's, it's not a loud thing. So the more we meditate, the more we do tune in and listen and you will just become more intuitive um, you will start hearing your soul mm. more. But again, it's not about little and often is better than say going on a meditation retreat yeah. and then not doing it. Uh, yeah. You know, if you just allowing 15 to 20 minutes every day to be able to tune in with yourself. And I know look, we're all busy and, and the ego mind will tell you, tell you, you don't have time to mm. meditate. Um, I know that used to happen for me, but, the interesting thing was when I actually created the practice and made room for it, I was clearer, I made less mistakes, I made better decisions, I got yep. better sleep. It That 15 or 20 minutes was nothing compared to what it gave me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Um, and so, I think you're right, that little and often um, point, Nicole, because I know what I used to do is like, okay, I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes every day. This is back when I was like, I'm too busy to meditate, like, Obviously, I was the yes. exact person that needed to meditate. And I wouldn't do it like all week. And then I go, okay, cool. Well, I've missed it every day, Monday to Friday. So that's 50 minutes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a full hour of meditation on Saturday, which yeah. 
you know, that's just so unrealistic. So yeah. I think for me, what really helped me, because I was one of those people that for years said, I need to meditate, meditate. And what really helped me was just to sit on the sofa for five minutes. I would just plant myself on the sofa for five minutes each morning. And that was it, just five minutes. And then gradually built up to 10 minutes a day um, to the point now. So I, I actually did training in transcendental meditation a couple of years ago. And mm. I could sit very comfortably for 20 minutes. Now that wouldn't, it wouldn't be a drama, but I don't think it would have happened if, like you say, I was saving up to do one big chunk or like you say, going, I won't meditate all year and I'll do like a 10 day Vipassana silent retreat. <laughs> so yes, the exactly. little often is the key there for sure. Back that up. Yeah. And for people, for people who are parents, and I know when you've got very young children, sometimes you, you don't get 20 minutes to yourself. But mm. even if you can take maybe five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening, even that is mm -hmm. going to make a big difference to your spaciousness of mind and um, opening your third eye chakra. Mm -hmm. Fully agree. And I think it's almost more important to do it with kids. It is more important to do with kids. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So a, a mini meditation um, practice, if that's all that we, particularly for anyone listening who just is, is like I was going, I don't have time to meditate. I've got so much on my plate. I've got 17 kids running around as well as a business to run. So it's just small and tiny, tiny little steps, like five minutes. And I know quite a few people, who meditate um, at the school, like they're doing school pickup if they've got kids and they just they just get there five minutes early and use that five minutes. So it's just about yeah. finding yes. the time in, in, the, in the pockets of time yeah. if you can. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Just weaving it into your day mm. when you can. Yeah, yeah. love that. Um, now, the other tool I would highly recommend yes. would be prayer. And I some people get turned off the word prayer. I think a mm. lot of us have been put off by um, past associations with churches, etc. Mm -hmm. um, but the, but prayer by prayer, I mean um, basically with meditation, we're listening to the universe. With prayer, we are speaking to the universe. So we're meditation, we're prayer, listening. Prayer, we're speaking. Yeah. Yes, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, always, I always, I like to usually bring begin my prayers with some gratitude. Mm -hmm. But you know, with prayer, we are allowed to put our order in. Yeah. You know, ask and it is given. So um, there are many kinds of prayer that you can do, and, and I've got a lot of them in my book. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a, a prayer for your day, a prayer of how you want your week to turn out, a prayer for for, for um, new clients, for money. For there, are, You can pray for every aspect of your mm -hmm. business. Um, and then what I get people to do is at the end of the prayer, always surrender. Just hand the request over. Um, trusting that the universe knows far better than you do how to fix a problem mm. or how to create something so it's it's going to orchestrate and know that if something doesn't happen something you have requested doesn't happen it's only because the universe has other plans for you yes. and they will be never they will never be less they will always be better oh god i just feel emotional when you say that because i know for example when we lost those two babies you know i lost the first we lost the first baby and the second one year, I was just praying, like praying, please let this one be okay. Please let this one be okay. And then we lost that baby as well. And I mean, it was just a level yes. of pain I've never experienced in my life and I'll hopefully never do again. But then I sit here and I look at Wilder and I'm like, oh, I just yes. had teary talk. We wouldn't have him. And I said to you before we started recording, I feel like he's been so healing for me on so many levels. And I wouldn't have yes. had that. We would have had another baby if those babies, sounds awful, you know, had it worked out or they, they had to join us in the end. But um. Yeah, I, 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 now, I hear what you're saying. interesting, Lorraine, because mm. just before we started recording, you and I were having a chat and you were mm. saying how Wilder has felt very healing for your family. Mm. And I was telling you about my third son, Joe, being born. And before he was born, I had a miscarriage too. Oh, I didn't and, know. And uh, so it was, you know, this dreadful loss and then came this beautiful miracle. Mm. Uh, so very often... Actually, this is a, just an interesting aside. I have noticed in my life, if ever I've experienced any kind of devastating loss, soon after I get an amazing miracle. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And if we, if we, we so, think about that in business, I mean, I've, I've seen that happen to me. I've seen that happen to so many of my mentees where there's, you know, actually I see this happening a lot with them um, is they lose a team member, like the team member who was like everything to them, who they could never live without, and that team yeah. member moves on for whatever reason and they're just, you know, my mentee is absolutely distraught or it's been me <laughs> on several occasions. 
And, mm. and then all of a sudden they find this incredible new person or a couple of new people and it, it, it leads them and their businesses to this level of expansion that they probably wouldn't have had if they had still had that same person in their business. So yeah, that's, that's really, really powerful. So just step me through again. So yeah. how to pray by, by, by Nicole Bayless. So one, <laughs> we start with gratitude. Start with gratitude. Would you like to do a prayer with me? Yeah, let's do it. I'd love that. Great. Just give me let's the steps so quickly now. and then people can, keep, people can hear the steps. Okay, the, the let me we just, go. Um, now you've got, there's a menu of prayers here. Um, <laughs> so, okay, what about a prayer of intention and surrender? So you're, you're surrendering the day or the week to yeah. the universe, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so I usually begin, yeah, by just feeling into the heart because the heart is always the way. Mm-hmm. And you're connecting in with that divine source, that divine matrix of supreme intelligence. And um, and just give, begin by giving gratitude for, you know, whatever you're feeling grateful for that day. I think gratitude is so important. Um, so, so then we'll I'll just do, do the prayer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. I'll, I'll just do yeah. that loud. So I'm do, feeling grateful for this conversation, yes. for the mentoring sessions I've had today. And for the fact that Lexi is back at school for the first time today. And she's so she was so excited going to school today. Oh, how beautiful. Sounds like you're having a lovely day. Yeah, okay. just too hot. Other than that, it's okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so let's begin our prayer. Okay, so I'll just read it out. Mm-hmm. I surrender to you this day. Thank you that I may achieve. Yep. Right. Yeah, you, please. You read and I'll repeat listen. after. Oh, am I repeating? No, I'm repeating. Repeat after. No, I want you to repeat. So that way <laughs> it, gives, it gives the listeners time to repeat too. So yeah, yeah, great. let's do it together. Okay. Or <laughs> I surrender to you this day. I surrender to you this day. Thank you that I may achieve. Thank you that I may achieve. All that I plan to achieve. All that I plan to achieve. May I lovingly accept. May I lovingly accept. All that is not achieved. All that is not achieved. Knowing that you, that you always know. Knowing that you always know. What is divinely right for me. What is divinely right for me. May this day flow. May this day flow. With divine synchronicity. With divine synchronicity. Grace and ease. Grace and ease. And today. And today. May I be in the vibration. May I be in the vibration. Of love. Of love. Presence and gratitude. Presence and gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Nicole. A, I just felt a really good very, doing that. That's so simple and so oh, powerful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's just a great way of beginning your day with connecting in with mm. the divine and being able, you know, just being getting out of our our driven ego self and just knowing we are always working with a greater source uh, that really is ultimately in charge and where we're working with it, you know, we are co-creating. We're we're the most powerful we can be when we're actually working with it and we're feeling peaceful. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you. And thank you for doing it with me live. I don't think it would have um, had the same impact to just read, read the words, to have you guiding me through. That was incredible. Oh, thank you for doing it with me. But there are many other prayers in the book. There's, there's prayers for when business is slow and prayers when business is too busy and <laughs> prayers, for, prayers, for your, prayers for ideal clients and, you know, every aspect of business. I've sort of prayers for money. Yes, <laughs> all, so good. All the aspects of, of business um, yeah. I've included. So we've talked so, about the pendulum, which is, as you said, is like a like a quite a physical tool. We've talked about a daily meditation practice. It's as tiny and micro as that needs that needs to be for where anyone is at in their life situation right now. And we've talked yep. about prayer. Are there any other tools that you would recommend for people to really tap into that higher guidance? Um, to tap into the higher guidance, they would be my three favorite. Oh journaling as well actually yes. in the book i i've got journaling exercises in the book too to help people go deeper and ex- self-excavate themselves mm. more but uh, i think journaling is uh very powerful you know they actually say that there's something about writing that mm. helps us process yeah I'd, um, I'd agree with that. yeah and uh, some people like journaling some people don't but i found it i have always found it very helpful and i often get a lot of clarity and insight through journaling mm. What do you think is the most powerful journaling prompt that it sounds like a, a universal one that that is not guaranteed but is is has got a good track record of success of, of really helping someone tune into that higher guidance? Oh gosh. I wasn't prepared for that. I question. know that that's a bit of a crap uh, question. <laughs> <laughs> do you know I've got many actually well, you know, I've got quite a lot of questions to help people 
ask, you know, what am I here for? What, what is mm. my mission? Um, but there are, there are so many different powerful questions you could ask mm. um, around uh, business. I mean, you could simply ask, um, what is the easiest way for me to get from here to there? That could, yeah. be, that could be a whole a good question. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm all into the easiest way, the path yes. of least resistance. Yeah. Um, it's something that, that Denise Duffel Thomas speaks to as well. I don't know if you're familiar with Denise. She's a money mindset coach. And right. she, she talks a lot about like, what would this look like if it was easy? So she applies that to everything yes. from like book tours to a new online program launch. It's like, if this was easy, what would it look like? It's a really powerful question. Yes. Thank you. Because I do yeah. think we, we tend to over egg things a lot. You know, we make them a lot more complicated than they actually need to be. That's right. And, uh, you know, if we break anything down, it's just, it's always a process. Mm. and another question you could ask yourself is, you know, what is, the, you know, one step I could take towards that? When you've done that, you could say, what's another? What's the next step I could yeah. take? Yeah, it's a great way of overcoming um, procrastination as well. That's right, because so many people, I think, you know, to get from here to there, we can feel overwhelmed by how yeah. much we have to do. Yeah. Um, but if we, you know, Lao Tzu said, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, mm. and it's just keep taking those steps towards, and, you know, steps over time lead to success. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. On 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 that, can we talk about self-doubt for a minute? Because I yes. see self-doubt a lot in the, the business owners that I work with. And I, I do believe that business has a way of bringing up all of your shit, <laughs> like all of that oh, heavy, so negative family crap. You know, it's it's business. I, I really do believe business has been, even more than parenting, I would say it's been the biggest self-development journey that I've ever been on. And, and because Definitely. it does bring up all your stuff, it brings it all up to the surface, and particularly self-doubt. How do you see self-doubt manifesting for the, the clients that you work with and what can we do about it from a spiritual perspective? Yes, um, I love what you've said because um, what I say in Chapter 3, sorry, I'm just looking for Chapter 3 here, is um, Chapter 3 is called The Magic of Getting There and uh, the the subtitle is the journey to becoming soulfully successful is a sacred healing process because mm. if you think about it um when you put um an intention out there then you will be met by every every self-limiting but you belief that you hold that you mm-hmm. need to clear in order to get there mm-hmm. so that is why of course we're going to face self-doubt and number one i would say to people um, accept that self-doubt is part of the journey mm. to getting where you want to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. N- no one can be super confident all the time. Yeah. Um, and not just the people who this... seem the most confident are actually the least in my experience. Yes, yes. Do you ever, I'm suddenly remembering the movie, um, oh, what was it called, the one with Annette Benny in it, American Beauty. She's a real estate agent and she doesn't make the sale and she crumbles into this. She, oh, she no, I don't remember well. it. <laughs> obviously a lot of unaddressed issues and she just collapses and hits her head against the wall to calling herself stupid but she looks amazing and she's very very positive to other people yeah so, um, <laughs> so we all have within us the self-doubter but we also mm. have a self-believer and both parts of ourselves actually serve us because you know every part of ourselves is actually trying to help us in some way even yeah. if it's not a very enlightened part of ourselves so the self-doubt is usually trying to protect us thinking no mm. don't go there you know you're going to make a fool of yourself you're going to fail and so just become aware when your self-doubter is taking center stage mm. and you can say to your self-doubter very kindly it's okay i've got this yeah and the reason i say and the reason i say it's important to be kind to your self-doubter is Every part of yourself needs to be loved. You know, it's there for a reason. Um, you know, we all have history. And um, by loving that part of yourself, um, you bring it out into the light. You let it become part of your stable of selves mm. as opposed to pushing it down, uh, putting it back in the dark. Um, because what happens with anything we repress, it comes out like a jack-in-the-box. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, usually when we at least expect it and we don't want it to. So we need to love it. And then you can ask yourself, doubter, if he or she would like to go and have a rest over there on that nice comfy sofa for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can bring out your self-believer. Now, your self-believer is the part of you that has achieved in the past, you know, and you can remind yourself of your past achievements. Um, and when you think about, you know, you can, if, 
you know, we all have something that mm. we've achieved in the past, even if it was passing a test when we were in year five. It doesn't really matter what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we think about something good that we achieved or we did, uh, when I ask people to think about that, it's amazing what happens. You can see their face change, their posture change, and that's what I was saying to you before yes, about the physiology. Posture. Yeah, yeah. And often, what I ask people, I ask people to do, and this is actually NLP, is to not only um, I notice that their posture does change, but I ask them to even exaggerate it to really like bring out that chest mm. and get those shoulders out and the back straight and smile on the face and. And you are telling your subconscious mind that you are successful all as well. And so then we bring in the thing they're thinking about doing that's making themselves doubt. And then we incorporate that in with the, with the posture of achieving mm. it is, and the smile. And it's quite amazing the shift that can take place. Mm. Yeah, I love that. That's so and, yeah. and, and so doable. I mean, you could do that sitting at your desk. You know, if you're really feeling nervous before a presentation, for example, it's you're about to walk into a meeting room or you're about to jump on Zoom. Like you can do that in probably about 30 seconds just and it becomes a practice then. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, yeah, you can bring out, you can, you, exactly, you can do that little exercise with yourself before anything that's daunting or you're feeling challenged. Yeah. Uh, to, so as to bring your, your best self into that situation. Yeah. When you said um, that we shouldn't reject self-doubt, that every part of us needs to be loved, like I really felt a, oh, that's you know, a truth yeah. a truth bomb on that like that's 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 really yeah. incredible because how much and of it do we say like self-doubt's weakness or vulnerability or yeah. undesirable and we push it away and then we just yeah. magnify it essentially and by accepting it and loving it we we lose any shame we hold around that mm. yeah. i went through heaps of self-doubt i don't know about you Lauren, but i've certainly I've gone, gone through many periods yep. of <laughs> oh yeah um you know i'm and I think that says to me, if someone's going through self-doubt, I say, congratulations, it means you're growing. It means you're yeah, pushing yourself that's forward. Also true. Yeah. You know? uh, we're, not say- it's, we're not staying in the safe lane, are we? Mm. Um, because, you know, we do have to step out of our comfort zone if we want to keep growing. Yeah. yeah and so, of course, exactly we're going it. to face, of course, we're going to face the self-doubter. Mm. And that's almost uh, as, as tough as it is when the self-doubt does drop in, it's a case of, oh, the self-doubt's here, this is good. This is actually a good sign rather than oh, I'm weak and I'm failing. And I think also just acknowledging yeah. that everyone experiences self-doubt as well. I don't know exactly. anyone, whether you're big, small businesses, parents, anyone who doesn't experience self-doubt at least occasionally. So, yeah, yes. it's just knowing that you're not. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great reminder I'm normal, I'm human. Mm, yeah, and, and there's another part of me that I get to, to learn to love as well. Yes. Um, Because something that I have struggled with over the years, and it's a conversation I've had with quite a few mentees and incredible spiritual workers like you, is how do we tell the difference between, because I just preface this, I think women are, I feel like we've got a secret weapon in business because we are so highly intuitive. And and I think there's almost (laughs) like this perception that, oh, men are really good because they can be in their heads and make, you know, they can be ruthless and, and, and just work until they can't work anymore. And and that almost like that macho way of working. And I think yeah. as women, we've got such a head, such a head start on men because we are so intuitive. And I know that men are also intuitive, but I feel like we are, and it's, it's one of those incredible fe- qualities of feminine energy. When we're in our feminine energy, we're so much more attuned to ourselves and what's going on around us. So I know I have leaned on that intuition many, many, many times over the years. And I've actually seen stuff happen in Wade's business where I've said, look, I think something's happening over here. And he's looked to me like, you're crazy. There's no way, absolutely no way that's the situation that's <laughs> happening here. And six months yeah. later, he'll go, oh, so remember you said that to me <laughs> six months ago. So I do think we're, we're really lucky. No, not really lucky, but it's, it's a huge upside, I think, to being a woman in business that we do have access to that intuition. However, I think where a lot of us can get led astray with it is that we mistake our fear like our genuine fear because something is new with our intuition telling us that we shouldn't do that thing and I think it's a really tricky one to navigate as to is this my intuition saying no my gut instinct is saying no don't do this or is it just my ego mind kicking in and going well you know this is too big or scary or too big a budget for you to to quote your client do you have any tips for us on how to navigate that 
and to tell yes, which, is, think, which is speaking when? Yeah, um, I think it's a really great question, Lorraine. But first of all, mm. I'd just like to add too around that intuitive, um, mm, please do feminine uh, that you know that the sacred feminine energy, shall we call it? Yes. Um, you know this, it is kicking in more and more. So what used to that old male paradigm energy in business? Uh, it's it's going to work less and less, mm. and more and more that intuitive creative mind is going to be needed because things are shifting things are changing so fast so um you know that that intuitive self is so important in business so um i would say the best way that i can answer that question is to read to you the monday magic email i sent out this week yeah please which do. was it's called these readings. It says, <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> do not do not confuse emotional reactivity with following your heart Mm. so so i say here i'm always telling people follow your heart but unless you understand how your heart communicates you can mistake your heart for something else this is a common mistake the ego so easily disguises itself as your true self it really is a trickster so let me explain the difference emotional reactivity will be immediate and even urgent there will be strong emotion and an urge to move quickly the thought of waiting 24 hours before making a decision or taking action will feel nearly impossible. Beware, this is the ego. Mm. And the outcome from decisions or actions that stem from the ego will not create a fulfilling outcome. Mm. Now, following your heart, on the other hand, will feel like a gentle pull, often from a deeper place. It will give you a sense of inspiration and peace. It will not feel urgent, but you will feel motivated and inspired. We can only follow our heart if we take the time to listen to our heart. And this is why I'm a big advocate for meditation, quiet time alone, mm. time in nature. Um, the more you can give this to yourself, the more able you will be to hear the still small voice of your heart. And the heart is always the way. So just to add to that, I think you're telling me, you're asking me, you know, what if I'm, I'm going to take a risk? Mm. You know, I'm, I'm going to go bigger with something. and uh, it may feel very scary, huh? And you're mm -hmm. not sure whether it's your intuition telling you not to do it, whether it's more, um, again, the self-doubter who's saying, yeah. don't do it. Yeah, the inner mean yeah. girl, as Melissa Ambrosini would say, you know, you're, you're not ready for this. It's too big. Mm. It's too scary. Yeah. Yeah. When I've been in that situation, Lorraine, I, um, I surrender the situation to the universe and I ask for a sign and always I get a sign. Mm. Um, so, but you can surrender the situation. You can ask. You can ask for a sign, or and ask the universe. Say, please make it really clear to me which way to go. Mm. And I have always been amazed at what comes back. You know, I may mm. get a phone call from somebody who I'm thinking about working with, and then I um, something happens that shows me no, I shouldn't be doing that, or I should be doing that. Mm -hmm. um, and if that doesn't work and if it's a really important decision, I would strongly advise anyone to seek guidance from an intuitive such as mm. me or somebody else because sometimes an objective person, um, you know, they, 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 they can take the emotion out of it. Mm. Uh, in A Course in Miracles, it says healers do, do, for, other, do what, for others what others uh, cannot, um, cannot temporarily do. Mm. So that's yeah, because really, that's the thing when you're so caught up in the red of like, oh, I'm so yeah. excited, I need to make this happen. Like you're, you're right, you're actually not thinking straight. You can't, you cannot be objective yourself in that case until you've calmed down. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and, and a bit and more what, objectively. What a, what a healer or a coach can do if they unpack it with you is they can either find, you know, they usually you will find what's going on. Now sometimes it really can be you may be making a, you know you may be about to make uh, a decision that may not serve you so mm -hmm. that can be the case um or it may be that you're holding a, a limiting belief and uh for women in particular Lorraine I talk about this in the book is um you know when we're about to go bigger or put ourselves out there some I know this happened to me um it can be terrifying. It can yeah. be almost this illogical fear that can take over. Yeah, yeah. Um, and almost always I have found in forensic healing sessions for people, particularly for women, past life stuff, mm. you know, where they, have, where they have put themselves out there, where they have allowed themselves to shine and something bad did happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
can, can be from this life too, can be from mm-hmm. ancestors' lives, can be from past lives. But remember, that sort of energy, uh, you know, that kind of energy remains in our energy field unless until it gets resolved. Yeah, yeah, I can absolutely see that. That's super helpful. Thank you. Uh, can we talk about crystals for a minute? Because Love I, to. I, I know you're a big crystals fan, and I, I feel like I'm very much still a rookie in this space. Uh, what are three crystals that you recommend? And I think the, the thing with crystals as well, like we've got a beautiful crystal shop here in, in um, where, where we live and near the suburb over from where we live. And you walk in there and it's like, okay, I'd really like to get a crystal like for my office, like something that supports me in this next chapter of my life, mm. wherever I'm at. Yes. And it's just yes. so overwhelming. Like there's probably at least a hundred types of crystals in, in, the, in, the, in the store. What are three yes. crystals that you think every entrepreneur should have or business owner or, you know, anyone who's trying to kind of strive mm. higher in their career? What are three crystals we should have around us? Yeah. Okay. I tuned in before we started talking Yeah. and I asked for the three top crystals yeah. for entrepreneurs in 2022. Yes. Hot off the, the press, everyone. <laughs> the first one that came up was smoky quartz. Oh, Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's it's. I love smoky quartz. It's a very pretty crystal. I think it's perfect for meditation. It's very grounding and anchoring. And of course, mm-hmm. if we want to manifest, we've got to be grounded. But it also raises your vibration. It's highly protective, and it gives you strength. Mm. Okay, so that's the first one. Yeah, I'm just I'm just actually there's... googling while you're talking because I'm trying to like familiarize myself with it. <laughs> so it's the. Okay. So it's like a brownie, kind of cloudy brown. It's a, it's actually a very clear crystal, but it's got a, a, a brownie tint to it. Right. Okay. So yeah, I can see there's more photos here. Yeah. I'm looking at. Yeah, I know what to see. Mm. Okay. Good to know. Yes. Yes. Secondly, the good old rose quartz crystal. Yeah, love. Yeah. So this is the crystal of unconditional love, self-love, yeah. infinite peace. It purifies, it purifies, it opens the heart mm-hmm. um, and it teaches us the true essence of love. So, and, and very calming. So again, self-love is so important yes. if, if, um, if you're in business and um, also just loving your business. That's yeah, really true. Loving too. your clients. And yeah. I've, I've actually worked with a few mentees much. and they had to fall back yeah. in love with their businesses at certain times. I know I've had to do it a number of, yes. on a number of occasions. So I really yes. love that idea, like having the the rose quartz around to, to feel the love towards your business. That's beautiful. Absolutely. It's got to be injected with love. Yeah. Okay. And lastly, but not least, um, citrine. Ah, I was hoping you'd um, say that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that's, um, it's, it's usually orange and white mm-hmm. and it's the crystal of abundance. It's also a powerful cleanser and regenerator. So it mm. can regenerate your energy. Yes. It promotes creativity. It, uh, it's orange, so it relates to the sacral chakra, which is the creative chakra, and the money chakra. So yeah, uh, it's, it's good for money, but it also transmits negative energy. Mm. So um, those all three are great. Now, the one thing I would say is if, if, um, if you do have these crystals, they're all quartz crystals, uh, so they need to be put out in the moonlight mm. uh, to cleanse if you can on a full moon mm-hmm. if you can't get access to a full moon you can put put them out in the sunlight just once a month just for 24 hours just to cleanse oh, them because they can they do suck up negative energy and just like a sponge that needs to be wrung out they need to be cleansed ah okay that's so good because um I've been, I swear I've said it to Lexi about 17 times Lexi we need to put out our crystals because she's got some in her room as well like we need to put out our crystals and we finally did it. And she, bless her, she's like, Mama, I'll do it at the last full moon and put them out. And I didn't realize um, she'd like put them across. She got every crystal in the house and like arranged them beautifully across the doorstep. So I had oh, to message blessed. Wade because he was at his, <laughs> at his jiu-jitsu class. I had to message Wade saying, uh, just caution, there's a lot of crystals on the doorstep. <laughs> I'm sure we had a courier arrive the next morning. I'm sure he was just looking at our house going, is this some kind of like offering? Like what's going on at this house? <laughs> That's good to know. That's Thank gorgeous. you. That's um, I, I wasn't aware of. There was specifically quartz, especially needs the, the cleansing and the recharge. Yes, yeah, highly important because they can, yeah, they can get a bit clogged up with negative, you know, with, mm. with absorbing negative energy as well. Yeah. Do you yes. know, Nicole? Is there anything? I don't know where I saw this or read this, but I've always had citrine on my desk to also help with the um, what am I saying? Like the electromagnetic waves from from technology. I heard that it absorbs. The, do you know what I'm talking about? Like the, yes, the EMS. Because yes, EMS. It, yes, it, yeah, yeah, it does. 
and um, Clear Quartz Crystals does that beautifully as oh, well. Oh, good to know. Okay. Yes. Like a clear quartz, clear quartz rod somewhere, a crystal rod. Um, oh, that's cool. I need to go get myself some smoky quartz. I've got the other two. Great. On the, on the shopping list next time I go to the crystal store. Are there any other resources that you would recommend? I feel like we've done like a, a whistle-stop tour to, to, I guess, what it means to be spiritual in your business and how we can, I mean, you've just been so generous, Nicole, with the, the different practices and even the beautiful prayers that we can actually bring to life to, to help us run these soulful, successful businesses. Are there any resources yeah. that you would like to suggest to someone if they're in the process of building the business or maybe they're thinking about starting a business? Any other okay. practices that would help yes. them? Look, the, the first two are very simple, but um, practicing gratitude every day or mm. keeping a gratitude journal and practicing gratitude around your business. It's so, by default, it's so easy for us. We, we just default into lack and limitation. It's not our fault. Mm. We're programmed that way. So the reason I say practice, you know, actually keep doing gratitude is because the more you focus on what you've got, the more you will draw to you. Yeah. And even if, you know, you're starting out and you haven't got much business and not much is happening, keep giving gratitude for whatever that is and if nothing's happening in business you you know give gratitude for everything else yeah um because you know that you cannot you cannot manifest anything um if you're out of gratitude mm. it's like trying to grow crops in barren soil it can't yeah. happen so true so and you're just on a low vibration aren't you you're, there's a low frequency and you're only going to continue to attract things on that frequency which is more lack essentially more scarcity absolutely Absolutely. The other thing I would suggest to people is something called um, a an evidence journal. Yes. So evidence journal is, you know, you write down every time you experience a miracle, every time something good happens or an opportunity comes your way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that so when your self-doubt appears, not if, but when, mm-hmm. um, you go back through your evidence journal and you remind yourself, of course, everything always turns out. I'm fine. I'm on the right path. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's just a great way to bring your vibration back up yeah. to believing and, and being, yeah. And I've actually got um, a free gratitude journal and a free evidence journal on my website. If anyone okay, wants it too. gold. I'll put um, links to that in the, in the show notes as yeah. well. Fantastic. I really like that idea because the thing is when we, when we start to get into that paralyzing, panicky, self-doubt, this business is an absolute disaster or, you know, my career is going belly up. It's all over. I'm useless. Why did I even think about this in the first place? So you get into that spiral and, and that's all you can think of. You don't, you completely forget about the 17 different times over the last 12 months that you, you scored a home run. Absolutely. Oh, when that, when that, that mind, that mind of limitation and scarcity comes in, it just completely destroys Mm. that other self, doesn't it? It just takes over. But you know, I find it really healing just hearing you talk about that and talk about talking about your own um, mm. self-doubt experiences because it just normalizes it for everybody. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it, and it, it is, it really is, you know, all of us. Yeah. Really, absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't agree more with you and, and, and back that up more. I'm just thinking uh, just two things I wanted to touch on when you talk about the gratitude and um, Marie Forleo has a, a really beautiful practice that she shared years ago was that even when her business was tiny, when she yeah. had to pay all her bills at the end of the month, she would say, there's plenty more where that come from. Every time she did a transfer, she wrote a check probably back then. There's plenty more where yeah. that came from. And I practiced that for years in my business. Like I still do it. If I'm having those months where I'm like, oh, there's a lot of money going out the door this month. It's just plenty more where that came from. And actually my bank, as we were talking, I've got my phone here with me because I was googling a couple of things as you were talking as in like, what about yes. what you were talking about not just like what will I cook for dinner tonight and and I have my phone and my bank sends me a text message like a little alert every time I get a deposit into my bank account and someone a mentee yes. just paid for their package just as we were talking and, and I didn't even realize I was doing it I just said oh thank you I don't even know who it is it doesn't yeah. say who the name is but it's just the little the little thank yous I think they they go a really long way and, and the other just story I wanted to share with you is um I was clearing out my stationery in the office last week and I gave Lexi like a couple of small notebooks that I hadn't used. And she came home high on life. She was at holiday care and she's been having this issue with a particular little boy at holiday care. He's not in her normal class and he's older. He's a year older than her. And he's basically every time Lexi's creating something, she's extremely creative. He comes and knocks it down. Like, so she's building a tower. He comes and knocks it down or she's working with her little friend. 
he rips up their drawing or he just keeps breaking stuff. And he's obviously just desperate for her, her and her friend's attention. Like I can see that, but she, she was really, really struggling with it last week. And yeah. she came home. I picked her from school and she was telling me on the way home that she stood up to this little boy. She told me his name. And she's like, I stood up to him. Like we, me and the two, our two friends, my two friends, we had a plan and we stood up to him and we protected ourselves and we protected our work. And she was so excited. And I don't know if it's something Wade said later on that day, but she said, mama, how do I spell? We protected ourselves from the boy's name. And I was like, okay. And I just spelled it out. And she'd been writing it into one of the little notebooks I gave her. And she said, mama, this is my brave book. Every time I'm brave, I'm going to write about it in here. And oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, this is so lovely. It's her own evidence journal. And two days later, I woke up. I slept in because Wilder had been up during the night. And I heard her screaming like, Mama. I was like, oh, my God. Like, the baby's dead. Like, something's happened. And I ran downstairs. And there was a cockroach on the stairs. And she was afraid to walk up the stairs past the cockroach. So I killed it. And I was pretending I was too afraid to pick up the dead cockroach and put it in the bin. So she did. And then later on, she got way to spell it for her, like spell out the words of I, I got the cockroach from mama. So anyway, I just, th- I just think there's so much that I see in Lexi as a little kid of how, how innate some of these practices are in her. And then how much yeah. of the conditioning that we experience as adults, that we almost like squash that, that natural leaning towards creating these practices that support ourselves. So I think there's a lot of unlearning to do around, around these things um, because you just see it like it's organic in her, like to do these things that support her. Well, I suspect it's probably because she, you, she has you and Wade as parents as well. <laughs> and so you're role, you, you would be, you'd be role modeling for her all the time. Yeah, she does see us journaling every day. You process things, yeah. you, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that is so great. I love that. I love, and I love, I love that she's into her crystals, which yeah. so many children are now. Yeah, she hoards yeah, them. Beautiful. I get a new crystal and all of a sudden it's in Lexi's room. She's got a whole collection of them. Thanks, Lexi. I don't need them, really. Uh, my dear, thank you so much for that chat. Honestly, there was just so many nuggets. I feel like you and I could probably do like a two-day event together and still not get through everything that we'd want to talk about. So I'm sure. Look, so it's good. Thank lovely, you. Lovely to talk to you, Lorraine. Um, I think you're, you're just doing such amazing things. And Thanks, my dear. I can see why people are drawn to you. Oh, really thank you, Nicole. And yeah, I need to, need to get, get, get back in and book in some more time with you as well. And I'll pop a link in the show notes to the book as well. So everyone, everyone can, can find you. Oh, thank you, Lorraine. It's, it's such a pleasure to, to chat with you today. Thank you. Take care. And uh, yeah, and um, all the best in your business and in mine. Yes, yes. <laughs> and right back at you. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you so much, Nicole, for being so generous. I found that whole conversation just so calming and reassuring. I hope, listeners, you felt the same as well. So I'll pop all the link to the resources that we talked about, including Nicole's book in the show notes. And don't forget, I'm hosting that masterclass on Tuesday, the 1st of March. And it's all about finding your flow, how to design your business and life to nourish your energy and not deplete it. And you can also find out more about Nicole and her work at nicolebayless.com.au. And I'll pop a link to her website in the show notes as well. And cannot wait to have her part of my new platform when it launches next month. So thank you so much again for joining me and really excited to bring you next week's episode. There are some really, really kick-ass episodes coming up. I'm loving this season, if you haven't already guessed. (laughs) So thank you. Until next week, sending you lots of love. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas, and suggestions for future topics for the podcast. So please get in touch on Instagram. My handle is at Lorraine Remarks and through my website, lorrainemurphy.com.au. If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community. Or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.